ओम श्री साई राम प्रशांति संदेश वेलकम्स यू द लाइफ सीम्स टू बी ए डेजर्ट ऑलमोस्ट टू ए स्पिरिचुअल मैन बिकॉज मोस्ट ऑफ द पीपल अराउंड दट स्पिरिचुअल मैन आर अनकॉन्शियस that then the whole world looks like a desert in other words to live with people who are not blooming flowering is to live in a desert it is a human desert indeed to become enlightened amongst the unenlightened people is to live in a desert swami's message is conveyed to us if we are really committed involved in the energy field that he creates and if we become really a plant in his garden If you allow Swami to destroy our ego, because that's how, because that's how growth begins. Death of the ego is the beginning of growth. Just as a seed has to die in the soil, the ego has to die in the master. And once your ego is completely gone you are a beautiful tree with much foliage greenery flowers and fragrance swami's effort is to make this desert a garden and there's every possibility of succeeding because people are getting ready hesitating which is natural waiting thinking which is natural but we cannot be here long thinking and waiting sooner or later the quantum leap you cannot go on misunderstanding the truth forever what i want to draw your attention is we cannot go on hesitating or thinking or waiting but there will come certainly a time that we have to take a quantum leap we just remain in this ambience even if we misunderstand at times bhagwan is working on us not through the mind he is playing on the instrument of our hearts words are just to keep us engaged so that he can enter into our heart in fact as swami himself sings his popular song bada chitta chora master is like a, a thief A man was known 
as a master thief in Japan. Just as an example, he was well known, famous all over the country. And of course, he was a master thief. So nobody had ever been able to catch hold of him. He was never caught red-handed, although everybody knew that he was the one who had stolen. Even from the treasury of the king, he had been stealing. And he was always leaving the marks of his, so everybody would know who had been there. In fact, if he had become the fashion, yes, he had become the fashion to brag, brag about it. If the master thief had thought you worthy to steal something from, it became an aristocratic bragging. Oh, the, steal, the thief entered and has stolen, therefore an aristocrat. People would brag, saying, last night the master thief has been to our house. But this man was getting older, and one day his young son said to him, now you are getting older, teach me your art. The father said, then come with me tonight, because this is not something that can be taught. You can only imbibe the spirit of me. If you are intelligent enough, you can catch it. I cannot teach it to you. But you can catch it. I cannot give it to you. But you can get it. We'll see. You come tonight with me. Naturally, the son was afraid because it was the first attempt. The wall was broken. They went into the palace. Even in his old age, the father hands were like a surgeon's unwavering, unshaking, although he was becoming very old. With no fear, as he was working in his own home, breaking the wall. He did not even look here and there. He was so certain of his art. And the young man was trembling. It was a cold winter night, and he was perspiring. But the father was doing everything silently. Everything. Silently. That, that, that is expertise. See that. But it's not the case with the son. Because the young man was trembling, trembling. Because of the cold winter, as I said. Then the father entered into the house. The son followed. His knees trembling. And he was feeling he might fall any moment. He was losing all consciousness. Because the fear was such. If they were caught, then the father was moving in the dark house. As if it was his own house. And he knew everything about the house. And even in the dark, he could move without stumbling. Against the furniture. Against the doors. Making no noise at all. Noiselessly. He reached into the innermost chamber of the palace.
He opened the cupboard and told the son to go in and find whatsoever was valuable. The son entered it. The father locked the door, shouted, A thief, a thief, wake up! and escaped through the hole that they had dug in the wall. Now this was too much. The son could not understand it. Now he is locked in the cupboard, trembling, perspiring, and the whole house is awake. People are searching for the thief. What kind of father is this? He has murdered me, he thought. And what kind of teaching is this? The last thing he would have ever imagined. He has created a living nightmare for him. Now he's certain to be caught. And he has locked the door from the outside. He cannot even open the door and escape. At one hour, he reached home, the son. And the father was fast asleep and snoring. He threw aside his blanket and said, What kind of nonsense is this? The father said, So you are back. No need to tell the whole story. You also go to sleep. Now you know the art. We need not discuss it. But the son said, I have to tell you the whole story, what happened. The father said, If you want to tell it, you can otherwise. You can. I don't require it. Just that you have come is enough proof. Now from tomorrow night, you start on your own. You have got the intelligence, the awareness that a thief needs. I'm immensely happy with you. But the sun was overflowing. He wanted to relate the whole thing. He had done such a great job. He said, just listen, otherwise I will not be able to sleep at all. I am so excited. You almost killed me. You almost killed me. The father said, it is hard. But that's how a master has to act many times. Tell me the whole story, what happened. He said, out of nowhere, not from intellect, Certainly not from my mind, this had happened. The father said, this is the key to all mastery in all fields of life. Whether you are a thief or a meditator, whether you are a lover or a scientist or a painter or a poet, does not matter. Does not matter. Whatsoever the field, this is the master key. That nothing happens from the head. Everything happens from somewhere below. Call it intuition. Call it no mind. Call it meditation. These are the names. Different names for the same thing. For the same thing. It has started functioning. I can see it on your face. I can see the aura around you. You are going to become a master thief. And remember, through being a master thief, I have attained to meditation. So remember, this is the way. 
before you attain meditation. The sun said, when I was standing inside <coughs> that damned cupboard and people were searching for a thief, a woman servant came with a candle in her hand. I could see from the keyhole something from nowhere. I started making noises as if I was a cat. And I have never done it before. The woman servant, thinking that there was a cat in the cupboard, unlocked it. As she unlocked it, I don't know how I did it, who did it. It happened. I, it happened, that's all. I blew the candle out, pushed the woman away and ran. People followed me. The whole house was awake. The neighborhood was awake. And they were coming closer and closer. I was on the verge of being caught. Then suddenly I came across a well. I saw a rock just by the side of the well. I don't know. I don't believe that I have that much strength to pick and rock up now, but it has happened. Yes, the rock was thrown into the well. When you are in such situations, your whole energy becomes available to you. You don't live only on the superficial level. The life is at stake. Your whole energy becomes available. I moved the rock, picked up the rock. I cannot believe that I could even shake it now. I threw it into the well and then ran away. The noise, the sound of the rock falling in the well and all the people who are following me stopped following me. They surrounded the well. They thought I had jumped into the well. That's how I'm back home. The father said, now you can go to sleep. I'm finished. Never ask me anything again. Now you start on your own. The work of a master is a difficult work. He has to shout from the peaks and you are crawling in the dark valleys of life. We are living in our graves and he has to shout from eternal life. Misunderstanding is natural because of that mis misunderstanding. Every Buddha lives in a desert. Every Buddha. See that? How difficult to be. A master, what a hard task it is. It's natural. It's natural. Because the master speaks from one world, we listen from a different world. Between the master and you, there's a great desert. If we allow, it can become a garden. But only if you allow. It cannot be imposed on you. You cannot be forced. Great things never happen through enforcement. No, you cannot be regimented. You cannot be ordered. 
you cannot be commanded all commandments have failed religion has not succeeded because priests have been ordering people do this do that therefore swami will never tell you do this don't do that swami only relate his understanding to us swami opens our heart he goes on playing on my flute if we become enchanted by it yes enchanted is the word if you become allured by it if you become completely oblivious of yourself your past your mind your ideas your prejudices your upbringing is swami's presence can can help you to unburden your seed will fall into the soil the soil is ready the spring has come that is now it is up to you it is all up to you a little courage and the desert can be transformed into a garden i can tell you there are three steps here according to buddhism buddham saranam gachami dharmam saranam gachami sangham saranam gachami these are the three shelters let us not think in terms of collective soul there is nothing like collective soul at all because soul only is individual soul is individual we can see the soul on people's faces and we can see we can notice uh, in the way he walks and works so people who work with the soul fully conscious there are no ordinary humanity some grace you will notice some joy permeates the whole place some playfulness some sense of humor and people work throughout the week this is the way how people people with awareness conscious of their soul behave and conduct themselves people enjoy work it is a play in its creativity people are never tired if they are conscious of their soul the deeper they go into this creativity the more nourished they feel the more energy is released in them so something there is an inner connection among these devotees the like minded people they fall into the same rhythm the rhythm of the master the closer you come to him the more you start falling into the same rhythm then the breath of the master and your breath synchronize then his heart 
and your heart synchronize so all devotees are getting synchronized with the divine master it is synchronicity it is an orchestra we are playing different instruments but in harmony in accord so this is not the action or expression of a collective soul no soul is individual but yet as i pointed out there is that we work with the same rhythm so we work in perfect harmony with others because harmony brings us closer to the soul when a person is absolutely in harmony with the universe he becomes enlightened muddha is one who is absolutely in harmony with the universe and yet a buddha is one who is an absolutely unique individual he plays his own flute but he plays his flute or any musical instrument in absolute accord with the whole he does not go in his own egoistic way this is important where we remain as an individual soul but live in harmony with many people around there lies the beauty of life right now we cannot co- connect ourselves with the universal universal rhythm directly but the divine master is in tune with the universe call it god nirvana or enlightenment and the divine master is lost in it he has no song of his own to sing the divine master sings the song of the universe and we can fall in tune with the master that's how we become a disciple when we find somebody with whom falling in love brings joy falling in love is falling in tune with somebody the ordinary love affair is ugly it is superficial leading to a conflict therefore when we fall in love with a master it is totally different phenomenon you feel the rhythm of the master slowly and slowly in our heart we feel the call and joy enter into an adventure slowly and slowly more and people more and more people enter into that adventure first the buddha buddham saranam gachami get gone to the feet of buddha then the disciples arise those who are gone to the feet of buddha sangam saranam gachami then many disciples gather and they start feeling attuned not only with buddha but 
a certain attunement with each other also arises naturally. They are all around to one center as they start feeling an attunement with each other. Brotherhood, sisterhood arises. That is Sangam, Saranam, Dachami. And then finally, in love with Buddha, have fallen in love with it, with other devotees. The ultimate surrender arises. Dharmam saranam gachame. Then you will know that neither Buddha nor the devotees. No one behind this universal law. The ultimate is law is dharmam or dhamma. Buddha only represents the ultimate law in a visible form. His commune represents it in an even grosser way. Thus there are three shelters. First you take shelter in Buddha. Then you take shelter in Sai center, in the midst of devotees. And then you take shelter in the ultimate law, Dharmam. That's what is happening here. Thank you very much. Meet again later.